Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's such a pleasure to see you again. You just smile. You <laughs> smiley person. And you do so much and you're so busy. And it's just, it's a joy to see you. So thank you. I'm for so coming happy on the to be podcast. here. I had such a great time last time. Oh, it was so lovely. When we met on the radio show, we spent most of the time laughing. So uh, we, we can do that again, which Let's is hope fine. So, yeah. Um, so since I saw you on the radio show, uh, uh, Enid Blyton show has been out, it's been aired, it's had fantastic reaction, and there are two more to come, yeah. which is very exciting. It is. So, were you? Did you watch it over Christmas? I did, yeah. How was it watching it? Well, it's fun. It's so interesting because I watched it a few times. I watched it at home. I went to the screen and so I watched it on the big screen. And then, you know, I've got young... There's kids in the family as well. Yeah. It's really lovely, actually. I, I don't mind. Sometimes, sometimes I don't watch myself on screen. There's there's been a few shows that I've been in and I just didn't watch it. Not because I hated it or anything. I just just didn't want to. But I really love the show and it's so it's so warm and um, it really was. Famous Five it? is it's such a classic, but it 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 didn't feel old fashioned. It felt very up to date, but also it was so. You used the word I was going to use, um, and I said this word to your publicist earlier. It was so warm. Mm. And it just gets it just gets more fun. Really, I think it's a really good beginning episode. It just lays the foundation. You meet everyone, and then it, the the pace picks up from episode two. So the so the three that you've done, yeah, you vaguely know. I think there's is there one at Easter? That's the rumor. That's what everyone's saying. And then one, you're nodding. <laughs> um, Why was it so much fun to do? Why was it one of those things that just leaves you smiling when you talk about it? People. We just had really awesome people on it. The kids were incredible. Um, I'm very, very silly. And having kids on set just gave me the allowance to be as silly as I wanted. And no one could tell me to stop because the kids were part of it, you know. Um, I just had so much fun. James, Jimmy Lance, James Lance, who plays Quinton, we were the only two adults that went all the way across it. And we, from the get-go, we'd never met before. And from day one, just were just connected so and he's so funny so we had a lot of fun just the two of us we were able to sneak that dynamic into how we played um fanny and quinton just 
just an amazing, amazing group of people, both on screen and off screen as well. We were really, really lucky. So when you got the call about doing The Famous Five, uh, Enid Blyton, was it a quick yes or was it... I mean, because you've done some super cool stuff as well. I May Destroy You, which we'll talk about um, uh, later on. Of course we'll talk about that and Strike and and so many other things. And you're part of the universe, all of those things. <laughs> but But... Was it an easy yes or was it one of those ones you thought, oh, gosh, that's that's quite dated? I mean, you know. It was a, huh, because it was a straight offer. I, so I didn't really, I didn't know that. Um, I love that. A straight, it, no, it, no audition. Is, no, no it's audition. It's yours. But Dan Hubbard's uh, casting office are really lovely to me and he's cast me in a few projects. And it was, da- so as soon as I saw it was Dan, it was a an, an easy, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more on board than I would be if it was cold. And, um, but I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of the books growing up. I just didn't, I didn't read them. They weren't on my radar, even though I am a bookworm. So I, ne- I read the script first and the script, after the script, it wasn't easy yet. Oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because do, so do you find it hard when you take off your do you, do you put on an acting hat to read a script because you're a writer, a producer, a director, you do it all. You've got your own theatre company which we'll also talk about. So do, so when you read a script, how do you read it? I don't put on an acting hat actually. I try I try as best as I can to put on to read it with the gaze of an audience member. Like is this oh, something I want? To, okay. Am I intrigued by this? Um so yeah, I just really like the way it was written. It was written really, really well. And it doesn't feel dated at all. No, it doesn't. I loved it. Anyway, everyone can watch it on iPlayer. Um, where should we go next? Where would you like to go? No, go uh, I want to be led by you. OK, let's go to strike. OK. Because that was... So uh, there are, are there more strikes coming out? So we saw you in the first few. Yeah, the first three. Three. And then we didn't see in the last one. No. Well, the deal with Strike and the BBC is that every time JK releases a book, they're going to adapt it. So it's got a kind of indefinite lifespan, hasn't it? So That's exciting for an actor. It is exciting for an actor. But as you said, I wasn't in the last one. And even though Quincy was in the last book, I, you know, the books are mammoth and they only do a few episodes. So trying to make sure they stay true to what's the most intriguing, drama-worthy, thrilling parts of the book is what makes it to screen. And I didn't make it to screen last time. So as long as... Oh, a that must have, come on, that must have been frustrating. <sighs> must I have feel been. frustrated at the time. I don't know if I don't know if I did. I've paid a lot of police officers, Gabby. <laughs> I've paid a lot in my time. Why so is that? Why are I you always know. police officers? I don't know. We've had, my agent and I have had a conversation so many times. I think I've got quite an officious voice, maybe. Okay, let's pretend you're a police officer. Okay, let's let's do it. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, this is that you're an actor okay. and a writer and a director. This is scary. Okay, so am I being arrested? You're 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 Are being you questioned. Me? I'm in question. Okay, I'll come up. I'll, okay, uh, um, what have I done? Gabby, I need you to relax. Okay? okay, okay. So I want you to think about what you did, what you were doing yesterday at nine p.m. I didn't steal the car. You didn't steal the car. No. But what were you doing? I was polishing the car Who because my friend Ed said he needed it cleaned. So that's why I was there with the car and that's why I drove it away. Well, that's interesting because we spoke to Ed. What did Ed say? And Ed said he has no recollection of saying that he needed you to clean the car. 
Do you know what's really funny? His policewoman person. (laughs) But Ed is sitting behind the glass and he's given me a look to say, I never told you to clean. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know, I can see why you've been a police officer. (laughs) I was actually scared. I actually felt like I'd been arrested. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, so I don't know if I was too, too frustrated um, not having to play another police officer. I'd like the idea of kind of having a lot of range and be to be challenged with the roles that I play. So where does it all come from? Which came first? The idea... I mean, you were... Were you at NYT? No, I, I taught... So I, I did a lot of facilitating and I wrote and I directed with NYT, but I never was... I was never a student... Well, it's an amazing place, isn't National it? Youth Theatre. Isn't it? All hail that place. Yeah. Um, amazing people come out of there, but I know young people who've gone there and it's changed their life. Yeah. It really has. So National Youth Theatre, so you, you, so you facilitate there. But um, where did it all start? Was it the writing first? Was it the ideas first? Was it the acting, acting first? Acting first. OK. So I started... Um, I went to Sylvia Young part-time when I was 11... When I was, what did you do for the other time that if you were part? So I was at just a normal, oh, school. regular school, but I just used to go on Saturdays. Oh, and I right. used to, but before that point, my all of my siblings are really creative and really musical, and so that just used to be the thing we did for fun in the summer, or when we we were messing about, we would make up dances together or we would my older brother is an amazing musician so he would steal dad's records and <laughs> show my age ever so slightly but he would steal dad's records and he would give us the different parts to harmonize and stuff and I didn't really think at that time I just thought it was a thing we did for fun really rather than I want to be a singer or I want to dance or anything didn't think about it like that but when I got to secondary school, I auditioned for the play in Year 7, the first play. It was Little Shop of Horrors. And I just had a really enthusiastic reception from the older kids or the teachers who were auditioning me. And I suddenly thought, oh, is this like, oh, is this something I'm good at? I Like, rather than something I'm doing for fun. And then a friend of mine said, have you ever heard of Sylvia Young? And I hadn't. And her and her mum took me to my first ever oh. class. Yeah. And then I suddenly was just like... Oh, this is this is cool, and and I from there that's how it started. So I was eleven years old, and I just wanted to perform. Really, so it was you found your tribe. That yeah. it was that click, and then suddenly, ah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, and I ju- was interesting because even though I'd seen kids on TV and films and TV shows, I just I didn't cognitively connect that it's something that you could do, like kids could do. So it wasn't until again because Sylvia has the agency and they would have on the Saturday sometimes the agents would come and they would kind of scout and things like that. And that's when the biz was on TV and a lot of the kids from Sylvia's were in that. So I suddenly realised, oh, this is this is something I could actually, you know, aspire to be and have as a job. So it was also one finding my tribe, but the realisation that it's something I could be came when I went to my first Sylvia Young class. Oh, that, I find that really exciting. Yeah. Because at 11, suddenly that that trigger moment, because lots of people always say, you know, they never find what they want to do. But to be able to, be able to have that light bulb moment yeah. is so precious. It is. But it does also mean that from the age of 11, you then suddenly become someone who is trying to be something try, rather than just going, I don't know what I'm what I like and I'm into. I want to be a doctor now. No, I want to be a surgeon now. And I had from the age of 11, I was determined to do something. I was trying to. Is that a something. bad thing? I, I think it's a combination of both. Not not a bad thing. It's it's a great thing because you have like laser sharp focus. But also you don't, you, you, you know, when you're aspiring to be something, 
you spend a lot of time trying to get there and part of that journey comes with frustration. So there's that element of it where for, for as long as I can remember, I've been pursuing something, you know, and it's but great. Have you, in, uh, you used the J word, so have you enjoyed that journey? Absolutely. Yeah, I completely have. So it hasn't just been determination and I've got to do it, I've got to do it. You were aware of what you were doing along that along yeah, the way. Yeah, I've always, I think, been good at um, being wholeheartedly determined to be something or pursue something, but also remember that there's other things in the world and other things to life that I enjoy. I'm, I'm quite interested in a lot of things. So in as much as performing and acting has always been um, my outlet, I have so many hobbies. I pick up things, I drop oh, things what? off, I learn things. What's your things. hobbies? What are your hobbies? At the moment, roller skating is a massive thing for my Why? Why? Don't be embarrassed. No, you, I'm not embarrassed. You suddenly laughed like, oh no. <laughs> because anyone who knows me knows like every few years I'm, I'm suddenly into something new. But I like that. <laughs> you know there's a roller skating uh, place at, in Wembley. They've got a roller. They've taken over the Troubadour Theatre. Oh. It's become a roller skating place because they're getting ready for Starlight Express. I didn't know it that. It closes in a few weeks. You need oh, to get there. Fun. And they have they have theme nights. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I definitely will get there because I'm obsessed with... Well, I, got, I was really obsessed last year and just... I'm so intense. So I'm like, no, I need to be like a jam skater and I'm going to learn all the tricks and I'm going to spin and I'm going to skate back. Can you do like, it? I can do it all. You can do all of it? <laughs> Most of it, yeah. <laughs> okay, well... Do you know what? If they know that, they'll, they'll want you for Starlight Express and you're a singer. Well... Have you? Oh, there's something. Do you know? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Starlight. Starlight Starlight Express. Answer me, yes. Can you (laughs) hear me? But you have. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a real spectacle, but they're bringing it up to date. This sounds like a big advert for (laughs) for Andrew Lloyd Webber shows. It's not at all. But you could go and do that. I'd love that. I'm really get your agent on it now. Really into roller skating. I can see you in that show though. Can you? Oh, I love that. Oh, there's, there's some great numbers in it. Oh. Okay, get what's what's your agent? Let's call. Hi, hi, Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie, uh, she would like to be in Starlight Express. You and actually, that must be really nice that you because you said you didn't have to audition for Famous Five. Five. Has that 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 must be an extraordinary change in a career for an actor, a performer that then when they don't have to audition. I still do audition though, so it's, it's not like I'm completely just. Offer Auditionless. Only. Yeah, I'm not offer only. It's just sometimes I get straight offers and and sometimes I have to audition. So let's go to your own stuff now because you have definitely theatre group. Is that... I, I have worked with definitely. Yeah. I haven't worked with them in a while, but I worked with them. I'm obsessed with... Um, Paula Garfield and the work that she does at Definitely Theatre, I think. And this is inclusive theatre for people who are deaf and people who are hearing is that they work together. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, And she adapts, she adapts um, a lot of plays into, there's no such thing as fully accessible. So I'd use that term loosely, but she will work with deaf and hard of hearing actors. She is, she is deaf and um, they use a lot of accessible elements, creatively accessible elements to bring these plays to life. Do you know, it's very interesting because I think I'm talking about mainstream television now. I think just a couple of years ago when Rose was on Strictly Come Mm, Dancing and they did the silent moment of dance, um, she and now she's made shows about it and she was in EastEnders and all the rest of it. I'm really shocked that we haven't we don't have more deaf performers mm. on television on stage why is this 
Why is there not? I think because more? a lot of the time with creating work, they think about the accessibility at the end, right at the end. So to kind oh, of that's have, interesting. Rather than having it from inception, right? So it takes a lot to get a a, a performer who has access access needs. You're going to need different things in place, and then when they're thinking about that after the fact, they haven't got the funding for it. They haven't haven't put that in the budget. They haven't written it in a way. They have, you know, they don't have budget for interpreters. They haven't thought about how to write a story that is aligned to that access need. It's all well and good writing a whole play and then at the end going, let's get a deaf performer. But if it isn't actually aligned to the truth of what it is like to be a deaf person in that role, then it's not true, you know? Or have you thought about the deaf audiences that might want to come and watch this? Then there's so much. And I think all of that comes right at the end rather than from inception. So do you think it's changing though a bit? A bit? A tiny bit. Okay, yeah. just a I tiny bit. I think there's bit. been some great deaf representation, like in The Last of Us, where they, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they had the, the young boy who was deaf, and it just was part of the show. There wasn't yeah. no, we're going to make a big song and dance of having this deaf kid, and he's got his brother who's signing, and he, he was a deaf performer. And I loved that. There was more... There's more representation. I think we're still a long way to go, but having different access needs just there. It's not a big part of the storyline. Let's make this big thing about blah, 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 was deaf because they, this accident happened. And, that, you know, no, yeah, they just, they just, just exist. Of it. It's and just that, part of it. But that's how it should be. Yeah. And I think it should be with with uh, with colour, with disabilities, with sexuality, with age, all of that. Absolutely. It shouldn't be, oh, look, there's a show about. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we talk about your your writing, your developing, your your directing and everything? How where does that fit in with you as a performer? Do you write stuff for you? Do you think of doing stuff for you? Are you, are you at the forefront of what you do or is it about gathering people to is it about the whole creative process? So I had a theater company for 10 years. You just um, don't look old enough to have done all of these things. I have to you know say. how old I am. Should I have absolutely no. I, I have no idea. Today is this year is my fortieth year on this planet. Happy fortieth! This year. This year. When's your birthday? Twenty eighth of May. Oh, very soon. Yeah. Ah, uh, you're gonna do something special. I don't know. We'll see. Celebrate life. I just saw. I always take myself on a really, really gorgeous holiday every year for my birthday. So I wake up somewhere else. Last year I went to Vietnam and it was delicious. So maybe where else have you been? All sorts of places, um, Indonesia, New York, sometimes I go to Barcelona, it just kind of... Okay, so this year, depends. roller skating in Miami. Miami. No, it's not a delicious place, but there's some white sandy beaches. Oh, okay, fine. Really nice. Or South Beach, Okay. white fine. sand. Yeah. You could go roller skating. Or maybe, it, see, roller skating is LA, isn't it? I don't, I don't, you don't I want don't, to do that? I don't ever want to go to LA as a birthday treat. Have they asked you? Have, they, have you had? Yes, of course you've done stuff over there as well. Of course you have. Yeah. I'd say, have they asked you? What, what's life like there? Is it very different when you're acting in the. I think LA is LA. a really interesting place. It's a funny place. <laughs> yeah. I find it, personally, I find it a funny place. I think I'll put yeah. it that way. It's an, it's an interesting place. It's not somewhere that I think of as a leisurely, I'm going to go on a vacay to LA. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love how it feels to be there. I get frustrated that you can't walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That winds me up a little bit. That's or people think I'm really mad because I've walked a block. And I'm yeah. like, why can't I walk? 
But I remember that one of the weirdest things that ever happened that one of the times we were going to fix a show with some very lovely people who were in a very famous sitcom. Um, but we went, we all went to the beach with these very famous six people who were in a very famous <laughs> sitcom. You can probably gather which one. But we all went I to the beach so. and um, and all the, the um, servers, because they're not waiters there, the, the servers came up. They went, what would you like? What would you like? And, and those three women and those three men chose the thing. And I said... Oh, can I just have a plate of vegetables? I was still a bit jet lagged, the whole thing. And the guy just said, That is the greatest order I've ever taken. <laughs> I thought, okay. and I just went really British and went, no, no, it's no, not. It's not. He went, no, I find that really, really good. Why, because it was vegetables? Because he was an actor and I think oh, he was... God. But it was... Do you know he meant it very nicely? I'm sure. But it's always the picture I have of LA. <laughs> Being with six of the biggest stars on the planet and a man telling me my vegetables were a great order. <laughs> but if he was sincere... Was he? Was he sincere? Was he we'll sincere? Never There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Uh, so, right, so working there and then working here, there is there is a big difference, I presume, for you. Yeah, I think so. I just, I just, I just love the UK. Oh, you do? <laughs> I okay. do. I love London. So if they called you back and they say, right, we want you really a deep part of the of the universe um you're going to be the lead and you're going to do this on whatever station or in the movies you wouldn't you you'd, you'd do that wouldn't you yeah i mean i'd do it yeah, yeah. but it's not a place that i'd want to live okay and that's nothing against the la or anything but just what, what serves me and what makes me feel grounded um is is different Okay, that's a good answer. Okay, so we're, if we're in, we're going to America. Oh no, where are we? T- we haven't we finished about... your holiday. Your holiday roller oh, no, skating. We, we were talking your 40th. about me as a creative. And no, you no, said... we just got to find you where you're going for your fortieth. Where am I going for my fortieth? Because I said Miami, you didn't look very excited. No, I think I. Do you know what? I haven't been to. I've only been to Barbados. I haven't seen my, a lot of the Caribbean. Okay. The Caribbean. Okay. So maybe I tend to always go towards Southeast Asia. So maybe I want to go towards like the Caribbean. Okay, nice. Or South America. 
oh, I've, I've been, it's amazing. Really, really some incredible places. Yeah. But you have to take your roller skates because in my head, yeah. you're on your 40th, you have to go roller skating. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wherever you are. For sure. Okay. Once I tried to take my roller skates on a plane and they were so, <laughs> I didn't check them in and they were like, well, you, you know. So well, I, you took them separately. So I had them, so I checked in my main bag and then I had them on a strap and I was trying to get through and they were saying, you can't go through with those because you could use them as a weapon. What? Yeah. I was like, what were you going to do with them? What sort of... What are you talking about? Why are you whispering? <laughs> I don't know. Because That's it's bizarre. So then I had to have this big, like, debate. I had to barter that I could take my roller skates through the airport. Did they let you? Eventually. I'm really good at debating. Are you? I'm, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I either tire you out or I make it very hard <laughs> for you to come out. <laughs> so eventually they would just want to get rid of me. But they wouldn't let me through because they thought I'd use them as a weapon. Okay, but you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but you had them and you went... Where did you go with them? I was them? in Budapest. Oh, you went roller skating in Budapest? Hmm. Just had them with me, just in case. Just in case I saw Are some, you being like, serious? I, I am. I'm being so serious. I went to visit a friend out there. We were filming it. We filmed in Budapest for a while and then she just happened to be there again the following year. So I went to visit her and I just was like, well, I'm going to bring my skates. Just did you case. skate? I didn't. You but did? All. After all that? I did a bit of skate. Oh, yeah, after all the fighting in the airport. Yeah. I did a little bit of skating in the in the, in the um, hotel room. But that was about in it. the hotel, on the carpet? No, we had like herringbone, like wood floor. Okay, so you were roller skating. It, it was worth it for that argument for that, in the airport. Exactly. And coming home, did they say anything? Not a thing. So in Budapest, they don't mind you travelling with your roller skates? I always seem to argue with um, in the airport about either skates or I always have um, 33 mil film oh, i don't know I what you were going to say i just thought what is she going to say well you have film I'm with you full of surprises okay. yeah and you shouldn't really right. put them through the um oh, the scanner yeah. and and i'm always having to fight with them i'm like it will ruin the film and we have to go back and forth and back and forth before they eventually let me through but that if you say you're a film crew they'll let the film. they don't give a flying to doodles Oh, really? Is that even a term? No, I but now it, up, it is. But it's good. I like that it? one. Yeah, we'll keep that one. Okay, so your your creativity. <laughs> we got there, Red. Yes. So you're going to be 40 this year. You're going to take your rose gates somewhere in the world, probably South America. But before that, we were talking about you and your creativity yeah. and, and what you're doing and how you see it all. Yeah, so I ran a theatre company for 10 years up until 2020, the top of 2020. And I predominantly was about producing and creating creative opportunities for other people it wasn't really for me so I I worked with a lot of like emerging writers and some sometimes established writers because I had this really cool new writing festival with the lyric and I did this really cool which I really loved with my younger brother he's, he's very musician oriented if that's the right term we would do this mental health music festival called sound of mine which was really cool and it was more of those, so, please. It was that's less a good idea. So, yeah, do you know what? I was actually, we hadn't done it in a few years, and I was thinking about it recently because through the company, when I used to do a lot of the mental health work, it was kind of before this boom, important boom of mental health awareness and mm. the wellness kind of industry. It was before that. When I first started, no one would even take the the workshops for free. No, no one was interested in mental health. And we, we did this for years and years and years. And the final festival was at this really cool venue called Sticks in Tottenham, which has closed down and well, been developed over. Um, and we had these really great jazz musicians. We were talking about jazz earlier, um, London jazz musicians and stuff and, and DJs and talks. And we used to work with Mind. And um, I kind of miss it. A Do bit. it now. I kind of miss it a little bit. I'm That's such lie. a good idea because I think there's been so much research 
and uh, scientific research into how important music is for mental health, for dementia patients, yeah. for autistic uh, yeah. people, young people. Really cool. It's really Do cool. it again. And also, we, I used to work with this really great um, charity called Siblings Connect. And because sometimes you, you forget about the people who are connected to someone who's got ill mental health and how important it is for them to think about their their wellness, you know. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I did that <laughs> for a while, but it was mainly about producing and creating opportunities out, outwardly rather than inwardly. Um, so I kind of stopped. Actually, so I don't run the theatre company anymore. It was a community-based company, and, and we did a lot of work with New But Rise. is it still going? No, not really, but I have kind of picked the pen. I have picked the pen back up. And Do it. I've got some really cool ideas that I'm... I'm working on. Oh, I'm um, so pleased. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. see that that smile was, it was like, <laughs> yes, I want to yeah. do that. Um, okay, so let's talk about your friend. Has she texted? Has let's she texted? See. Let's have a look. Everyone's going to be thinking, what friend? She has not. Okay. But we've got time. Michaela. We've got time. Michaela Cole. I think people know who you're, who, who we might be talking about. Um, uh, I may destroy you. Um, that was pretty damn massive. Yeah. Did you know it was going to be like that beforehand? Really not. You really didn't. No. I remember. I remember at the time. It was quite a busy year. The year that I shot "I May Destroy You," and I was filming two or three different shows at the same time. And I remember thinking of other shows and thinking, "Yeah, this one. This one's going to be fab. And this is just going <laughs> to. This is the one." For me, yeah. This know. is another show you're talking about. Different shows, yeah. Right, so okay. I was on uh, filming Strike at that time. Right. I think my last my last season of series of Strike that I did was was during that time, and I was filming another show called Trigonometry. There was different. I was filming Brave New World all at the same time. All at the same time. Yeah. When was the Salisbury poisonings? Was that the same time as well? Oh my god, it was. It was yes. towards the end of the year. Wow. Yeah. God, you've done a lot. I did a, that was a busy <laughs> year. That was a busy year, and and I just I don't know. I knew it was a good show. But I never thought it was going to be as massive. I mean, it really, it really yeah. was one and of those. Still, and still, and, and it came out in 2020 and 2024. It still is just as massive as it was then, you know. I just didn't anticipate it. But the all. reaction was extraordinary. Yeah. It sort of went from zero to, to a thousand. Really quickly. Seemed to be overnight. And yeah. I know Michaela will probably scream at me in a nice way for saying that. But it was, it it. it I, I mean, I'm fascinated by the, how it got to a thousand so quickly. It deserved it. Don't get me wrong, mm. but you know how some things just go. Mm. I I do wonder if some of that was because we were in the pandemic and everyone was at home, and then we were watching something that was like nothing we'd ever seen before. It isn't. I you've I, yeah. I can't remember anything being like that or or since. Yeah. Although you feel that some people are trying to yeah to do the not next copy it yeah. but, but echo it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and the beauty of it being I think it always would have been the success that it was, but it might have been a slower burn because everyone was every you could say That's everyone watched it and everyone had time because no one was doing anything else, you know. She she had the the worthy attention of the world at the time. But then it it wasn't just that because it was all the awards and mm, the, mm, mm. the suddenly stratospheric world that you guys were all in. It must have been... I, I know you say you were busy that year, but because of all that attention, did was, was it quite tough to handle all of that? Was when, it a strange thing to handle? When the show came out? Yeah. Because everyone was... It's sort of like 
a show, you know, Saltburn at the I'm trying to think of something at the moment that everyone's talking, you know, yeah. it's, and I know you've done lots of shows like that, but I May Destroy You, it was just the show that everybody talked about. about. It must have been a, a an odd time because everyone was closed down and yet yeah. suddenly everyone knew you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the times I would find it a bit strange because because it was a pandemic, I was on the bike a lot and there were, t- I, me- I never forget this one time I was cycling, I was in a cycle lane and I guess I didn't have a helmet on, and this is don't do this, people. I didn't. I must have not had a helmet on, because I I was cycling, and I I just look. I went to look back at something, and then this guy came from behind me, came in front to say, "You're an I may destroy you, aren't you?" And, and and so I'm having this conversation in a cycle lane, and I'm just like, "This is so bizarre," mm. you know, especially because it wasn't like I. I literally just turned back for a second and came back round and it was that and walking into a the, the supermarket that's at the bottom of the road and... Suddenly people look at you differently. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Do you mind it? Mm. Does it come with the territory? It does, but, you know, for me, I... It, now because my hair has grown, people kind of just see... have this kind of... Do we, do we, do we know each other somehow? Have I met you before? Are you you? And I go, go, but no, people don't. I, oh, they I don't do that. A lot of the time, close closer to when those shows were out, people would know exactly who I was. But now people just think I'm familiar in some okay. which way. And then I go, oh, no, I've just got one of those faces. Oh, do you? Do. You don't say who you are? Absolutely or what? not. That's, no, it's <laughs> not aligned to my personality at all. <laughs> I can't imagine you doing no. that. I just go, no, I don't know. Do you I've want a selfie one. with Can me? Yeah. I'll never forget this one time when I was working in um, a call centre years and years and years ago which was a call centre for basically out-of-work actors. And there was this girl and I was in the toilet and I was like, do we do we know each other? And she went, do you watch TV? And I was like, no, that's not... We're in a call centre full of out-of-work actors. Are you joking? <laughs> and it was because we went to the Brit School together. We were at the Brit School at the same oh, time. Oh, no! So I was just like, no. But I just thought, what a weird thing to say in a room full of out-of-work actors. actors. Do you watch TV? Do you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Why is it that actors always say they're out of work actors? Why don't they just say they're actors? It's true. That's a good. That's a good question. I know many of them. They're family members. One could be possibly related to me very closely. <laughs> and I always say, just say you're just an actor. Say you're an actor. I say that about when people decide to um, change career. I say, why do people say they quit? I say, there's no no other industry where they go, someone quit being a doctor. Like they failed it. They just say, "Oh, they've retrained," or they they've changed careers. Mm. But in acting, we just we have this negative con- connotation to not being in work or deciding to to do something yes. else. It's that so ridiculous not. thing where people say, um, and I'm somebody who went to I went to to Guildford School of Acting. Oh, I knew I wanted to be a presenter, but I went there. But mm. but the amount of times that people would say, "Are you sure you want to go there?" I mean, you know, you'll be out of work most of your life. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah. or they'd say now they say. Did everyone, you know, did anyone stay in the industry? You just, uh, no, don't be like that. Yeah, They're working. They're doing, you know, it's really weird connotation. No, but I respect that actually pulling me up on the out of work acting thing. Because we are, yeah, just actors. You're just actors. That's right. So if you go to a party and you're not actually filming at the time, you're not going to say I'm out of work. You just say I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody will say, what are you in? You go, all sorts. All sorts. I always go, I don't know what you watch. Have yeah, you seen, when they answer. say, have, you seen, have I seen you in anything? I'm like, I don't know what you watch. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> oh, you're a joy. Um, okay, so let's see if Michaela. Let's try, check your phone one more time. No, she's uh, Michaela me, Colt. She's so busy, busy, busy. How now. how is she doing? She's she's busy 
being happy, doing yeah. her stuff. Yeah. How has she coped with all of the craziness in her stride? I'd say so. So I interviewed her before it all. Um, I, I mean, I'd say, when when was when was during when was it? When when the show came out. So you're saying 20... I reckon it was the two years before that. Ah. Yeah, a couple of years before that. I thought she was lovely. She's the and best. then watching it, I thought, oh, yes! She deserves it. No, and I, but I feel that about you. I just, I know I'll be watching you doing everything and I'll just go, yes! Oh, bless you. Yes! You. So uh, carry on doing what you do. I shall. 